Welcome back to the weekly weigh-in, home of San Agato Studios. This is Alan Sterk. Today we're going to be discussing the UFC Pittsburgh show. Then we're going to get into Michael Bisbane, George St. Pierre, our overall thoughts because it's starting to heat up. We're both New Yorkers and they've been doing a lot of media here, so we figured this would be a good time. Just We're not going to give predictions, but just give an overall background of it. And we're also going to preview some of the Japan card. And we're also going to get to Bellator because this is actually one of their biggest shows of the year. With my co-host, Eric Delgado. What's up, Eric? What's going on, guys? How are you all doing? So, this Pittsburgh card was kind of bizarre, given that the timing of it with Triple G and Canelo going down, but can't say it didn't deliver. Yeah. The first three fights on the, on the entire card ended up in, like, first-round finishes. Or there was a third-round finish and then two first-round finishes, but the card in general was it was pretty good. It was pretty solid. Again, like you said, the timing was pretty terrible. Yeah. You put it on the biggest fight of the, Second biggest fight of the year in, in, in combat sports in general. Um, it wasn't the greatest timing, but but the card did deliver. Like you said, I had time to go back and rewatch. Very violent. There's yeah. a lot, a lot of violence, which I think some of us expect in that card. You look at some names on yeah. there. Anytime you get Mike Perry, you're getting violence. Yeah, and just, what stood out to me first was how about Raya Horse coming out? Because this is a guy that has been criticized for not stepping up in adversity. Like when he gets... When he takes damage, he usually falters. Yeah. Like you look at the Brunson fight, Musasi kind of bullied him around. For him to come back from reverse against Jocko, I believe yeah. he's like top 15. Yeah. I, I really impressed stuff because his back was against the wall three in a row. I don't know if they would have cut him after that, but mm-hmm. it's good for him to get some momentum back because his career started to fade. Yeah, you noticed Jocko was was on top of him a lot, trying to keep keep him keep him from throwing these like these great strikes that Uriah does throw, but. Uh, in that second round, he was able to open up a little bit more and, and landed that. I think it was a right, it was a straight right that, that put uh, Jocko down, and he just finished him with some ground and pound. But yeah, it was very very impressive. Uh, I thought I thought the ref was going to stop it at one point. He was just getting beaten up on the ground, and the fact that he was able to survive and then come back and, and get that knockout victory was was pretty solid. And it was one punch too. Yeah, because like, yeah. everyone knows the right for the kicks. They only mm-hmm. know about his boxing, and for him to land that, especially coming in the second round, I thought it was a pretty big statement and. He was talking about how like he he's he's always scared in the cage, which yeah. I found because his story is crazy. He uh, grew up in Jamaica, mm-hmm. New York, and he's boy as a kid. That's why he went to yeah. Tiger Showman's. Like his story is really good. I I got the cover it, so me uh, that's why I'm saying it. But uh, <laughs> but he's a very fascinating dude. He's a bit all under the radar because he doesn't really like to do media and all that. Mm-hmm. But I hope he could get some momentum back in his career because I think in this middleweight division, there's still some compelling fights for him. Yeah, he's he's a, an amazing fighter to watch. So fun to watch. I, it was a good sign the beginning of the second round, um, or it might have been after after when he was able to get right back up after he was getting beaten down on. Uh, he threw the, the like the the spinning kick. Uh, he yeah he threw, was throwing some spinning techniques out, and I thought that was a good sign because it, it Jocko was kind of like, how much more can I possibly give? And it, it opened up a little bit more, and it ended up being it ended up going your eyes way the rest of the fight with that right hand. What else stood out to you besides the main and co-main? Besides the main and the co-main. Um, what do we have on this? Uh, well, first of all, Anthony Smith uh, with the knockout of Lombard. It was a little bit weird that he was screaming, do you, uh, do you know my name yet? There was a whole thing with Lombard saying, I don't really know who this guy is. And he was down two rounds. He was getting like... He was M- MMA trash talk one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. Very cringeworthy. Um, Kamaru Usman, obviously, I think. That was scary. Yeah. Uh, that was scary. Just, he, he just he dominated. Gener- he generates a lot of power in short areas i think that's what you notice like there's a there's a little bit of a lombard to him i yeah. think he has a lot more cardio compared to lombard and he's more diverse but carlos man you just you don't know what to expect from him because he came out as a grappler but now yeah. you see he's, his striking starting to evolve and with more high profile finishes i think you're gonna see him up there i think he called the rda it might be a little too early yeah for him, they but, were on twitter going but uh, like i mentioned on the last podcast he's genuinely one of the most successful tough Looking winners guys, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because a lot of them have kind of faded but he continues to rise up the ranks and he's somebody that that came in like with a wrestling grappling background but now he could box a little bit yeah and to face those top 10 welterweights he didn't do everything mm-hmm. yeah and that was just absolute domination that this fight it was like it, for, for the, the short time that it lasted it was just like a dominant performance a lot of people thought it was gonna be competitive right yeah i, I think marais is is like he's a really well well-known jiu-jitsu guy and i guess i don't i don't really know what where the competitive was coming from i mean i don't know much about him so i can't really say yeah. but uh I, yeah he, it was a great performance as for smith 
It was it was a little bit of a sloppy fight, but yeah, well, Lombard. That's what you're gonna get because Lombard's just just yeah. stocky, framed. Like he's just such an enigma to deal with because Lombard, even though uh, he's kind of limited, he's still uh, just given his uh, short frame and his grappling background. You'll know what to expect from mm-hmm. him. But you thought once third round Smith, yeah. but for Smith to finish him, I thought that showed something. Yeah, I mean he needed it too. He was he I, he got. I thought he was getting dominated in the first round and for most of the second also. I thought Lombard had it, like, had two rounds to none going into that third, so he needed to finish. Um, it's It wasn't the best performance, I would say, uh, as far as those first two rounds go. But, I mean, he finished him in the third round. He got the job done. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he, a, win, a win is a win. Yeah. Um, uh, for As far as Lombard goes, I'm, I'm assuming that's that's it for him. I would hope so. Yeah. He's taking a lot of beatings. Yeah. But I had no idea Smith had over 40 fights. Yeah, he has a, a ton. He was uh, another CFFC guy. He's, he's still uh, listed as their welterweight champion. But there you go, man. <laughs> he's like Luke Rockle, the WSOF champion. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a co-main event, Fortunately, Alves, uh, due to like, the hurricane. I think that was confirmed, right? Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't get a flight back. He had like this whole... Uh, his, his house, I think, was destroyed. He, he had a really tough time with it. But uh, Yeah, and I, I don't blame him for not fighting because... We've seen fighters in the past dealing with awful circumstances. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget when Jake Shields' dad died, and then he fought. I think his dad died like two weeks before, and then he fought Jake Ellenberger and knocked down 52 yeah. seconds. That's the only time Shields ever got knocked out. You know, when you have these personal demons, I don't blame someone for pulling out. So I know it was unfortunate timing, but you have to understand the hurt circumstances of the hurricane. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was I was a little bit upset, uh, but again, like you said, you, you can't be too upset. I mean, this is a different sport than any other sport you see. This is actual like combat. It's a combat sport. It's not like football. It's not like baseball. It's not like soccer, where you might be able to deal with those things and go in there and not get really badly hurt. Um, the thing I do want to mention though is, is uh, Mike Perry is from the same. He's from Fl- South Florida as well, which and. He showed up. I mean, it's it's completely different. He might not have had the same circumstances. I'm not knocking. Yeah, my parent I don't think has a family. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's a big thing. <laughs> but uh, but man, as far as the fight itself goes, just violence. That's he. I, that I, that clinch was. Oof. Yeah, but but Reyes was. He was. I, you could tell he was trying to like just smother him as much as he could and then uh perry landed the two he landed the right originally and then that's when reyes came in and tried to like keep him up against the fence because he knew that there wasn't much that he was going to be able to do uh then perry threw the knee to the chest and then do a a second one right right to the face that put him out Reyes a natural lightweight so i was a little surprised he went uh, or tried to overpower him because yeah you're you're already a size disadvantage but i think he just took the fight why not three days notice yeah get your name out there test yourself against a pretty wild man because that's what i was talking about with all of us like you have to be very mentally prepared for any fight but let alone a wild maniac like yeah. mike perry you better be ready for that yeah. so I, that's why i didn't blame him but yeah good perry this thing uh well i hope to see him get a bigger test i don't know if it's gonna be obvious but i'm still skeptical of him i don't know i mean he called out robbie after the fight yeah i, I don't i don't I, know i wouldn't recommend that for his health but but that would be a fun fight to watch, man. I mean, ugh, the violence in that fight, that would be one of those, like... Short-term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think Perry's very limited. You saw in the Joe Ben fight. Yeah. He doesn't land those flurries. Mm-hmm. I don't know how his grappling... The grappling wouldn't matter against a guy like Robbie Lawler. Yeah. But uh, let's bring him along. It's like, was he 25? Yeah, he's really young. He's tw- He just turned 26. He said it was his birthday. He was going to the Steelers game the next day after oh, the fight. So it's good for him. But... And he trains where in South Florida? What's his gym? Uh, he tra- or just is like a low level gym. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say low level, but like uh, not not your ATTs or no, he combat tra- club. He trains. At, um, he might have his own gym. There's a lot of successful people now just doing their own thing. He got like Stipe. He yeah. His his listed affiliation is a UFC gym in Winter Springs. But those things you never know what they really are because uh, so people take over them and they become camps. I'm not sure what. Who his camp specifically I'm trying is. To think. I, I remember hearing about fire training at literally a UFC gym. Just some really, I forgot who it was though, but uh, it's crazy. Cause I'm hearing good things about the facility in Vegas. A lot of yeah. fighters are like, like Kelvin Gastelum's talking about it's, it's helping him. So I wonder if he could go there. I know in Ghana, that's like his home base now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Maybe fighters could go over there because there's a lot of skepticism about the facility because given all the fighter pay issues and just everything that's going on around that why are they investing in such this multi-million dollar complex but 
if it's going to do better for the fighters, that's what we want to see at the end of the day. Yeah, if you follow any of those those fighters on social media, they're always posting in there. The place looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have so many great amenities from what from what I've seen. So, You would hope so, given yeah. that it's, it's the UFC. They're backing all, all yeah. their investments behind this. Yeah. They better do a damn good job. So, Main event time, Luke Rockhold, David Branch. Pretty cool fight, but uh, it got weird. Well, the, if you're talking, are you talking about the post fight got weird or the fight in general? No, no fight in general. Post fights are always gonna get weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's time of my man. I mean, listen, I was I was shocked how quick David Branch came out, and I know Kenny Florian talked about it afterwards about um, how how Luke Rockhold, how Michael Bisping set out at like a game plan to beat Luke Rockhold, which is that he gets cocky, keeps his hands down, and you could box him. He doesn't defend himself very well. Yeah, Russian. Yeah, I thought Kenny was spot on with yeah. that. Yeah, and, and it's true. And and Branch was able to do that, but but Rockhold weathered the storm. Uh, I think he got a takedown late in the round, in that first round, and then the second round he, he got the takedown. The, the way he worked into mount was ridiculous, and he was just and David Branch. He's he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's really good on on the ground. Hanzo. Yeah, and we were talking about this last week. How he's really good on, on the mat, but Luke Rockhold just worked through him and made him submit from strikes, which is. He was just in a bad position. There was nothing he could do. But. We'll, we'll see what happens to Rockhold's next fight to actually like believe that Kenny has a point. Because let's not forget, he was 15 months off. You know, I think Kenny, yeah. it's a good assessment. It just, let's remember, a year off, you got to cut the guy some slack. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think Rockhold looked a bit lethargic. It was a little bit worrying to see him uh, keep his hands down, wasn't really moving his head as much, but... He's one of the top fighters in the world for a reason, and his grappling is top notch. I thought one of his quotes was very interesting. He's talking about how uh, using hips rather than hand fighting. Like he says, mm-hmm. a lot of these Brazilian black belts, jujitsu black belts, they just they worry too much about hand fighting rather than using hips. And you saw it, such on his takedown, the yeah. way he rotated, and even the first round, like he not suplexed Branch, but he slammed him yeah. down. Like Branch tried to hold on to yeah. it, even though he, he knew he was going for a ride. And yeah, just Rockhold kind of like in that Machida fight. He just went in full bully mode, got him out, and just started pounding him. Didn't even secure the rear naked, but to make a, a top ten fair Smith through strikes, yeah, yeah, that that's that's a damn sign. That's, yeah. that's good. That's just quitting at its worst. Yeah. Uh, not to take anything away from Derek Branch, but you don't see many fighters do yeah. that. It was he was just getting beat down at that point. Um, as far as as where David Branch goes from here. I mean, I don't think he. I don't think he lost anything in this fight. He was fighting a guy that was was. He got some major exposure. Yeah, I know not on the biggest night, but being the main event on a fight night facing a former champion in two major companies. Yeah, it's a big deal. So uh, I'm thinking, you have Brunson Machida coming up. The, the winner of that, or do you think the winner of that would go towards Rockhold? Like for me personally, I would love, like I said, love to see Rockhold Romero. I don't know the whole situation with Yo Romero. I right think now. that's gonna happen. Yeah, I think that's that's the way to go. I know. There's talk about Jockery, Weidman. Um, so that that middleweight division is setting up nicely outside of, obviously, the title fight right now. we got to see where Whitaker is, um, when he's going to come back. But but there's some there's some pretty good action up top in the middleweight division. Uh, how about, what do you think? Yeah, I think Romero's the obvious candidate. Like That should be a thing that should be five rounds put on a fight night. But yeah. I wonder what Rockhold, if he's going to go back to AKA because he trained with Henry Hoop yeah, this fight. Yeah, yeah. I know because Cormier and Velasquez were in, in camp, so I just mm-hmm. wanted to find different people to train with. Uh, I like Henry Wolf a lot. I, I would stick with AK. Just have <laughs> a Javier Mendez talking about someone he's worked with his yeah. entire career. But look, Hoof, he could do some things with Rockhold and striking. I do think Rockhold could do make some refinements with his boxing. But as long as he has that grappling and just that size advantage, I think that's huge. And I do wonder what his future is. In, at 185 because I do think he'll eventually go back to go up to 205 because I thought the weight cut maybe because it was his first time in over yeah. a year but he did not look good yeah I was I was just what I was about to say he said that once Daniel Cormier leaves 205 that's what he wants to do is go up to 205 so so that'll be interesting to see as well um to him not have to deal with he's got the cut. size yeah it's the same applies to Weidman so yeah, like, yeah. some of these middleweights are just massive yeah they're huge guys I mean, yeah I mean Romero's not tall enough, but he's another huge built. He could hold guy. his own, yeah. Yeah, just you have like I'm trying to think of a middleweight that probably couldn't go. Like when he he's not around anymore, but Tim Kenny is someone I couldn't really see yeah. at 205. Like he seemed like someone that was perfectly primed for 185. Yeah, but, you, know, you could fluctuate around weight classes. Mm-hmm. Right, with Rockhold going forward, I said Romero fight would be good. I just I wonder. 
I want to see him active because I thought it was a little concerned to see him yeah. get tagged like that. And you know, I thought his striking was largely in effect. I think he landed one nice high kick, but we all know his kicks are. That's his bread and butter right there. Yeah. I mean, and stylistically, though, even the Romero fight, I don't know if you're going to see that level. You wouldn't see the level of pressure uh, that that Florian was laying out because if, if Romero does that, he's going to be done by the Yeah, <laughs> he's got to preserve his energy. Round. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm trying to think of fighters that would give Rocco trouble with that kind of boxing pressure. Thing is, Romero's explosive in spurts, and someone Rocco that doesn't necessarily react well. Yeah, not just the punch, but he's just he looked kind of slow. Yeah, he needs to be cautious on this guy like Romero because you know Romero's just gonna come at you. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in like this thirty-second wild flurry, but yeah. he'll do a knee, he'll head kick, he'll throw an elbow. Like he comes wild at you for a good five, eight seconds. Yeah, remember the Machida fight. So that's, that's, that is a good point. I think now getting into our second topic, which was Bisping GSP. Which were about, I would say, what, six weeks out? Yeah, November, what is it, November 4th? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised because I work in Midtown. I've not seen any billboards of it, but I assume it'll eventually go up. Yeah. Because this is MSG. Like when Bellator was here, I saw Bellator everywhere. Really? That yeah. This far out? Bellator I saw in like April. That's right. Like Scott Cooker went off. Yeah. And of course, the. 205 they were going mm-hmm. all off but the thing is i think for 205 they didn't have the main event set till like september like yeah. it was it got quickly announced because i think once they realized I, I forgot who was it gonna be but i i at first they didn't want connor i just remember yeah. that they were like uh because uh they were having like contract dispute or whatever but uh for the main event gsp bisming we were all kind of skeptical of it we understand for financial purposes why they're doing it mm-hmm but I just wonder how much buzz this is going to generate. And at this point, given that you hear some of the comments from the analysts, like, does GSP really have a chance? Like, I'm a little surprised by that, that people are talking openly about, oh, wow, George is so overmatched. What do you think? Uh, I, I wouldn't say he's overmatched at all. Um, but the thing is, he was, I don't want to say he was on the decline when, but after, towards the Hendricks fight, towards his last few fights, but he, this is four years ago, too. So how, he's gotten worse. I don't think that's even a question. And on top of that, uh, Bisping's not a guy that's so easy to take down. If you look, Tim Kennedy was able to do it. Uh, Rashad, even Rashad, Rashad, and that was Chael that struggled. Was, Chael struggled, but Rashad, like he he had to work for his takedowns. Jeez, I think that was like eleven yeah, years ago. It was a long time ago, <laughs> but still, Bisping, like he's he's an active guy. He's he's tough to take down. Uh, GSP, what? Is he going to be able to pursue these takedowns that often? And is he going to be able to? Is he going to stand with him? I don't I, like. I don't know what to see from this fight. I mean, we have time to, before we really like have to look into it and break it down. Um, I think honestly, I think it's a good fight. My issue with the whole fight is that this should not be a title fight. Yeah, I know Bisping has the title, but this is not. This is kind of like gimmicky. Um, it's this is this is great for a Bellator main event. Oof. Uh, Shots. <laughs> But like like I said, it's a, I think it's a good fight. I think stylistically, it, it could be a good fight. But but when you have guys like Rockhold, if, when you have guys like Romero, when you have a guy like Whitaker who just did what he did, the champ, yeah. The, does, does this really deserve to be the title fight? And on top of that, you don't know what's going to happen after this fight. Bisping just hinted at retirement. GSPs, there's I do not see him fighting Whitaker after this fight. Whether he win if he wins, I do not see that happening. You could, no one's gonna convince me that that's gonna actually happen. That's what's most concerning is that both fighters have spoken openly about retirement. Like what kind of main events that the, just, yeah. you don't see the UFC really going for these one offs. Like you see Bellator do it because they like putting spectacle fights. Yeah. To me it's just the whole long term outlook of the middleweight division. Of course, look, you have your middleweight champion, that's great. But to put it together, two, a main event featuring two fighters that have openly talked about retirement is very concerning. So they're just going to vacate or you're, gonna give, you're just going to elevate Whitaker to champion? Hey, that's great. And yeah, he's the, most people's eyes, he is the yeah. champion. But I just think it's a bad look where you're having both champions. Like, they're trying to promote this fight, yet they're openly talking about they may retire. retire yeah. Like, what, what are you saying? And Bisping and GSP are both very smart guys. They know how to mm-hmm. promote. I mean, GSP not so much. He relies more on just his resume. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't expect these guys to, to just go out there and say, yeah, I might be done with this. No, you want to keep let people know after this you're gonna see me again i'm gonna build up myself again yeah i'm gonna go out there and face whitaker i'm gonna show you he's not on my level yeah like 
just for them to just and i think they're doing a press conference in vegas in yeah. two weeks i heard bisping say something about that because i think bisping recently found out that gsp actually tapped the strikes when he fought sarah and he got knocked yeah. out mm-hmm. he tapped so because they were talking about the whole brand struggle thing it was on his uh, podcast mm-hmm. i was briefly listening to it was just like a youtube clip but i think that's the thing that really bugs me is just that they're openly talking about retirement yet they believe they want the consumer to buy this fight they want us to be excited yeah we'll be excited because it's cool to see george back and bisping say what we want about him he will always put on exciting fights he's not the most technically gifted guy he's not gonna get these highlight real knockouts albeit the rock old one but you know he's gonna bring it yeah and I guess that's what counts. I think UFC's saving grace here is the fact that they have such a stacked card. It's in New York. So it's going to sell. You have you have Cody TJ, which is a, a selling point. You have one you have Wonderboy fighting on the card. It's Wonderboy Masvidal on the card. You have Joanna. Yeah, Joanna. No, Robbie's on the card. Uh, there was another big fight on the card as well. I can look it up. Yeah. But, but but like you have all these big names. It's a New York card. They're going to stack the card out. Um, so it is a saving grace for them. But like you're saying man do you really really need to have a title fight between two guys who likely are going to retire or the winner is like they're not going to defend their title and then what happens if gsp wins the title and then says i want to go down to 170 and fight woodley this this division's been on hold long enough between dan Hend- bisping fighting dan henderson and now bisping fighting gsp and then if gsp wins then he's going to go down and fight and welter like <laughs> that was almost one year ago bisping yeah. henderson yeah oh man i just realized that by the way, on the card, so a big fight. How about my man Mickey Gall against oh, Randy Brown? That's the big fight. <laughs> or Hendricks against oh, Boracina. I'm surprised Hendricks is back. Yeah, so I don't think there's another big fight on this card, but they don't really need it there. I think yeah. they're set. But yeah, I just that's my whole issue with the promotion. The fight itself, it'll be somewhat compelling, but I just wonder about George, just his frame at 185, because I think he walks around at 200, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's like a good 200. Yeah. There's fighters that go up 20, 25 pounds, like say like a Rockhold, but mm-hmm. they could they wear that weight well. Or, yeah. or how about someone like John Jones? Yeah. He's like 230, 235, or even Rumble, for instance. Like some guys, when they go in their off season, they they might put on 25, 30 pounds, but I think they could easily come back. Or Bisping, when he fought Rockhold, he was on a movie set, but yeah. he cut the weight and he, he didn't look physically all that bad, despite yeah. his training camp was what, two weeks? Mm-hmm. If you even call it training camp. So I just wonder with GSP, because uh, he's just he's so short. I wonder, being at 185, is he going to look flabby? Is he going to be in tip-top shape? I know he he prides himself on always being in top condition, but at his age and four years away from the cage, it's one thing to be in top condition. There's nothing being fight condition. Yeah, like you just said, he, he's, he's 36, going on 37, I think. He's been away for four years. Even if you're at elite condition for that age, even and he's fighting fighter, five rounds, possibly. Yeah, and it's a five-round fight. You, you can't possibly... He can't possibly be anywhere near the shape he was in even four years ago when he fought Johnny Hendricks. Uh, he, there's, there's, I don't know, man. F- a five-round fight. If he pulls it off, though, wow. <laughs> we'll have to give him a stay ovation. But th- that's the most concerning thing about this fight is just where George stands and how long it's actually for this fight to build because... This was starting to get hyped up, what, last March? Yeah, and then he had the, the eye. Well, no, he had, a, he had an eye issue also, Or a right? shoulder. Or, I think a shoulder, yeah. maybe. I'm not sure. There was some, some medical issue going on with Yeah, because he said in interviews, he was never ready to fight in July, yet they, still, yet they were still hyping it up, which mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with the promotion. But given that this is the biggest fight currently on the docket, which I don't know if that's saying something about <laughs> the main 2017, but... Uh, I want to be excited about this fight because it's two legends, yeah. two future Hall of Famers, however you look at I just don't know stylistically how competitive it's going to be given the circumstances. Yeah. I, listen, like I said from, from, from the start, I am intrigued to watch this fight. I think it could be a good fight, but it's not a championship-level middleweight bout right now. And it's certainly does like if you're looking at best fights on that card, I would put Joanna over that Joanna uh, fight over that, and I would put uh, Cody TJ over that also. Oh, I think Cody TJ right now is the best actual fight right, of the year because yeah. just on paper, that's just some of the best stylists to match up. Just two tacticians with knockout power, and that could really wrestle. Like I can't wait to see who wins the grappling stages. Yeah. 
because both of them just oh man that that pace like I, i'm gonna be stand up for that one because that's just one of those fights that gets you out of your chair yeah that's that's probably my the fight i'm looking forward to the most at the moment um what what, what can save this though like what what's something whether it's promotion like what could make you even more excited what like say if you were a consumer and you were on the fence trying to buy like wondering if you're gonna buy a ticket is it, do you want to see more trash talk or maybe watch a couple gsp fights that <laughs> get going i, I don't man. are you are we just so down on it that i mean there's no coming back from it no i like i, I would buy if it, i think tickets come out in like a week or something for the right maybe i did i'm not sure i thought i I saw the 28th somewhere i could be getting things mixed up but um i would definitely go i would definitely go to to the card but i i wouldn't go for specifically this fight Ah, okay i think maybe that's the selling point that's that's what i'm saying there's there's so many other good fights on the card that you're gonna go this is it's a it's a fight that you would like to see but if this were the only fight if this were like on uh, 216 if this were the 216 main event uh, and you're taking and Demetrius Johnson, Ray Borg wasn't even on the card anymore, so you weren't seeing that history. And this was the the main event. I would definitely not. I I would. I don't even know if I would watch it live. No. <laughs> I would. I would find a different way to watch it. I, it's just. It, it's not that. It's, compelling it's not appealing. Yeah. Maybe they're just trying to attract Canada and England. Get them yeah. all in MSG. Because <laughs> you know Canada's gonna go. They're gonna go yeah. off for because GSP the support maybe Bisping Bisping did all right in England but I feel like England's such like a boxing pro wrestling town these days yeah. like I don't hear anything about MMA in England yeah nothing it's it's so yeah because it was coming up a bit back when like Dan Hardy mm-hmm. was fighting and you know Bisping was still there but and then they were doing Ultimate Fighter UK versus yeah. USA but I, I I do worry about that scene but uh, we got six weeks maybe the press conference will be fun Michael Bisping give the devil his due he knows how to stir up some fun and uh, I'm conflicted with Bisman because even though I don't think he's handled this title reign very well he's still someone that you can't discount and you have to applaud his whole career because what he's gone through he's fought the most guys on PEDs he's yeah. come through so much adversity the eye injury the way he fought Anderson that yeah, was one of the most inspiring <laughs> that was one of the most inspiring performances I've ever seen so even though Anderson might be diminished at this point when he beat Anderson the way he came back from that knee yeah that was just incredible like, was, I wanted yeah. to go run five miles after watching <laughs> it was just so awesome so you know he wants to get paid good for him I, that doesn't mean we're obligated to be <laughs> excited about this fight but hey it's Mass Square Garden and it's two legends so yeah. we'll take it for what it's worth yeah I mean and, and like you just said the press conferences are definitely gonna be interesting because Bisping knows knows how to stir up a fight he knows how to how to get some, get everyone hyped for it so what was she just be talking about something with the bank when they're oh, he was saying some really goofy stuff yeah I mean like you had just mentioned earlier the post fights aren't the greatest post fights and and, and fighters speaking aren't really the yeah the, the most compelling things we saw it with Rockhold in his post fight that was a little bit I have no idea what he was saying but, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, because these guys are tired and <laughs> yeah. they might have something planned, yeah. but yeah, that was not good. But I, I maybe we'll get something like GSP Nick Diaz. Oh, one of the greatest, one of the greatest uh, conferences ever. Just yeah. Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz was talking about a soccer bomb flipping off, wishing <laughs> to get knocked out. He was so offended. He's like, "You want me to get knocked out? What mf?" But we're gonna break it down technically when that week when eventually we're closer we don't want to get that into that too much because i'm still trying to figure out what gsp is going to be like at middleweight albeit probably at one fight yeah so, let's get into this weekend's fights kind of ah oh man super saitama arena great memories but i don't know like i i part of ufc for trying to get a pride gun i feel like when you ever go to japan yeah. you have to prioritize again one pride legend they tried shogun but shogun one of the most unstable yeah it's secure fires but they got yushin okami uh i don't necessarily know how <laughs> how's he doing this because he fought at 170 apparently in his last fight now he's gonna be fighting at 205 yeah, he, he's been fighting he was fighting in world series of fighting pro fighters league at 170 his last like four fights was it his last four uh, his last three or four fights yeah i gotta look this up i can't i thought it was just his last one because he's he used to be a massive middleweight like him and shell used to train together like shell has some great stories about yushin uh just uh partners wow you're right yeah because he, he lost to fitch and then he won four. Wow, he's been very active. This guy fights like four times. Yeah, it's 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 kind of ridiculous. 
look at this man wow he's, he went to pancreas and i had no idea he had these fights how old is he he's 37 wow he fought david branch jeez yeah <laughs> um 36 36 yeah. i so. mean l- listen this is oh osp shots was highlight reel yeah i just think the size of france and uh, as long as he doesn't get plastered against the cage like yeah. some of okami's prior opponents it should be pretty straightforward. I think OSP is going to be way yeah. too explosive for him. Size advantage is the athletic advantage. And then, like, even looking back at OSP, he's, he's like, two and three in his last five fights. Mm-hmm. If Like, you looked at the Volkan Uzdemir fight after that fight, and that was a horrible loss. Right now, it's not looking so bad. A split decision. Yeah. split. Yeah. De- I mean, Uzdemir took it on a few days' notice or, or really was short it few, oh, it was, wow. I mean, Yeah, it was, it was short notice. Was short yeah, notice, yeah. yeah. Um, but but Uzdemir has now knocked out Jimmy Manoa, who was another guy that that OSP lost to, and then OSP lost to John Jones, who uh, you can't even say anything about that, uh, just because John Jones is. is no, oh, did he lose to somebody else? He lost to OSP. I know he lost to Jones. Obviously. Oh, Jones. I'm thinking of Ozdemir uh, knocked uh, Sukunov. That's one thing. I've yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. He, he. Wow. He was on three fight losing streak. And I don't remember that glo- oh that Glover fight. I think that's when the, the kind of hype train derailed. Yeah, because there was some buzz on him for a bit, but then he fought Glover. He looked good at some points, but then he got choked out. But and his most recent fight, I think, was a Von Flew choke victory. Yeah, he's not good at that. Against Okami. <laughs> Okami's too good for that as a grappler. But yeah, I think OSP probably he's. I think he's too athletic. Yes. and too big. It might be a little bit of adjustment at first, just because new opponent. Yeah, OSP also can be a slow star at times. It's also a five round fight. How, how is Okami going to be in, in shape on whatever notice? He takes care of himself. I I think Okami, like of course, the cardio's going to be an issue, but I think he's someone that's well disciplined. Like, yeah. I don't think he's going to embarrass himself. I just think this is too overwhelming of a yeah. fight. Like, like OSP possesses some pretty scary power, and I can see him putting him out. Yeah, say early second. Yeah, I I have. My prediction is OSP by second round knockout. Most compelling fight easily, Claudia Gadea versus Jessica Andrade. Kind of a bizarre location, two Brazilians yeah. fighting in Japan. <laughs> Especially with Sao Paulo coming up, too. Yeah, I, I guess, you, hey, at least there's something on the score. You're talking about two recent title challengers. Yeah. Alice G- Carolina was in the middle of that. Yeah. But other than that. I mean, this is, this is a tough one for me to pick. I mean, like... <laughs> both, uh, I think both their last losses were, were to Joanna. Yeah, um, the Claudia looked a lot better though. Yeah, uh, Andrade was her most recent fight. That was uh, was that the May the two eleven. I think yeah. it was Stipe Jr. Stipe, yeah, um, I, I mean, either one of the, whoever wins this, I think is going to get the winner of J, of Joanna Rose. Um, I mean, they can give Claudia a third time. I know the first she, fight wasn't a tough fight, yeah. but I know she said that she doesn't think she she. That's the fight that she like. She was saying something that she doesn't want to fight her again or something because they she's already fought her twice. Maybe she's hoping Joanna goes up to one twenty five. Yeah, I, I, maybe. I mean, I guess I guess both of them might be hoping for that that Rose wins because I guess that that opens it oh, up more of course. Them. No yeah. wants to mess with Joanna. Yeah. Um, as it, it's tough too because Andrade has that guillotine that's so deadly. So if Claudia goes for a takedown, takedown a little bit sloppy, and I think I think Andrade has the advantage on the feet. Uh, if if Claudia goes for a takedown and gets caught in a guillotine. It's it's something that could happen, uh, but but Claudia is so like strong on top. Uh, Josh passes a lot of power. Like she yeah. puts away. Yeah, strawweights like not many strawweights could do. Yeah, she does get a little, she does get a little bit wild. I do think uh, Claudia has a speed advantage. Yeah. to some extent because mm-hmm. you saw in that Yuan fight, I'll be kind of difficult to compare given yeah. their talent <laughs> level. But I thought Jessica at times could look like a bit of a brawl, a little bit John Lineker ish. Yeah. I, I'm leaning Gadea by decision. I Me just too. think it's speed, then uh, or grappling ability, like you mentioned. I think she, whether it's taking her down by a double leg or uh, whether it's clinching against the fence, like I just think her output's gonna be a lot more than Claudia, and especially in a division where output means a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Gadea is gonna overwhelm Andrush. Yeah, I had I had Gadea by uh, by a split decision, getting a little bit uh, precise. <laughs> <laughs> hey it's gonna be a competitive you can't say that yeah. but i just i don't know jessica because a lot of her fights have are short minus yeah. the mm-hmm. yohan fight because she just puts away her opponents but claudia she is very durable and, and she looked never good quits against, against carolina too yeah so. oh that's right that was a great that was the last one right yeah that was that was in brazil that was yeah. in Fortaleza, i think wow yeah she did look i think it won like three minutes yeah <sighs> dominated i remember that was that was the fight before aldo too so i was old. oh but, okay gotcha uh, one last mention on the card. The, one of the most legendary kickboxers making his debut. 
Gokan Saki. Let's talk about violence. This man, an innovator of violence. Yeah, go, go watch his highlight tapes on YouTube if you've never seen him before. Man, <laughs> it's a guy like like Overeem really rates him highly. Like, Overeem yeah. says he's one of the most feared strikers, and yeah. uh, at his age, I do worry. I think he's thirty four, but he's like an old man's thirty four. Yeah. Uh, let me let me just confirm because I know he he injuries have kind of derailed his kickboxing career. Oh, he's thirty three, uh, but. Yeah, I think he's been inactive for two years, but I assume he's been training hard because these kickboxers, they stay disciplined. Yeah. And they're, they're giving the right point. So this Henrique de Silva has lost his last three fights. Well, so so I'm the the last his last fight was was Kutalebo, uh, and that was we were here for that. That was the Derek Lewis Mark Hunt card. Oh, um, I think I vaguely remember him. So he so got knocked out like twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. So so Kutalebo comes in dressed as the Hulk all the time. If you if you ha- if you don't know, oh, that's, right, that's right. So uh, but but. Uh, Kudleba is just such a powerful striker, and it, Enrique De Silva just—I don't know—he just wasn't ready for it. And you're stepping into another powerful, dangerous striker that could put you to sleep, no matter how old, no matter how far away he's been. He's still one of the one of the most dangerous strikers. So this is a good opponent for him to have. Uh, at the same time, I think he's—oh, he had one MMA fight and he lost. Yeah, like 2004. 2004. So yeah. let's—I mean, you could have grown from then to now. Um, Enrique is a purple belt in yeah, jiu-jitsu, but I mean, if he gets him down, I think. But <laughs> P- promotional cut him. <laughs> yeah, that's not what pure kickboxing. That's the rules yeah. of this fight. Yeah, uh, I mean Bellator is doing that. The 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 flying cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, that's ma- regulated. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is actually mixed martial arts. Yeah, so so maybe we should we should see if we can get that going. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I, like I hope I, I hope oh, I don't even know I, like. <laughs> There's not even much to say. I mean, I'm I'm going for a knockout, an early knockout. Yeah, and no, you can't make a prediction because no one knows what to expect from Saki. Yeah. But there's gonna be fireworks, and if if he looks like the old Saki, you know, the leg kicks, yeah. just those vicious rapid combinations. Like he puts three, four together. Like yeah, how many kickboxes could do? do. Yep. So I hope this match making works. Out. I can see. Uh, the Silva playing spoiler because Belts are already doing this with Joe Schilling in MMA where they try to put him against a bunch mm-hmm. of strikers and eventually it just fizzled out. Yeah. So I wonder how long they could go with this with Saki because I know Jared Karanier was interested in this fight. Yeah, he, he, I think he called him out cool. after his last one. Yeah, yeah. that would have been maybe the next one, see how yeah. Saki looks because we got to see him at least once before thinking about putting someone like a top Kananier. 15 guy yeah. can. Yeah, so. agreed. Let's get into Bellator, one of their bigger shows this year i would say san jose that's their home base that's, yeah that's scott coker land yeah as we like to say uh main event benson henderson will go downhill with this one downhill that's that's not <laughs> the right term to talk about bellator go down the card i i get prospect there i thought they were building up some steam after the msg but it seems like it fizzled out because i know they have a, they're a smaller promotion yeah. they have a certain amount of fires and they don't want to put on 2025 shows because mm-hmm. they don't have the roster down to but I hope they could rebuild that momentum because I have you just don't hear much about them. Yeah, so I because I think not having the opportunity to make any signings doesn't help me. Like I feel like they've just been so out of the spotlight. Yeah, so I so, hope this card at least puts back up because on paper it's easily better than Japan. It's yeah, I think it's comparable. definitely the best card of the weekend. Well, yeah, there's only two, but <laughs> yeah, it's not even comparable. But yeah. uh, Benson Anderson, Patricky Pitbull. Do you want to talk about two action pack fighters? I do worry about Benson because. Not that he hasn't been active, but it's just I don't know. He's kind of looked lethargic in his Bellator run. Yeah, I mean, uh, when he his first fight was at was at one seventy at Bellator, he wasn't able to <sighs> dictate. Crushed, yeah, oh, he wasn't able to dictate the pace. I think he'll be able to dictate the pace a little bit more here. Um, like, and and the thing is, Pitbull is he's looking for knockouts. Like he's and Benson's chin, other than the RDA, the the knee, and then the then he ended up finishing finishing him. Benson's chin is, is is made of steel. It's yeah. he, so, and he's so long and range. Like yeah. Benson, he doesn't care. He'll throw leg kicks. He loves throwing jabs to body. Like he's yeah. so crafty. Like he doesn't finish many people. Like that's why I think Benson gets criticized. But as a point fighter, I think he's very strategic and he has a very high fight IQ. Joe Rogan brought up on um, it was it was during the the paper, last paper, the, what paper two sixteen yeah so two fifteen when, when Jeremy Stevens was throwing the low kicks to against Gilbert and hurting his leg. Joe Rogan brought up that Benson Henderson was the first one in in MMA that was that utilized those low kicks to like the calf and and below right. the knee. So yeah, he's just he's an innovative fighter. He's like you said he's long and rangy. He throws those those punches, those jabs to the body. He's I, I like I don't see much here for 
for Pitbull to win. Like I don't I don't see him. He he's made his he got, knocked off jo- he knocked out Josh Thompson, which is why he kind of is where he is right now. Because mm-hmm. Josh Thompson was was a title contender at the time. Um, but I don't I don't see him able to knock out Benson. So I think I'm going to go Benson by decision in this. Well, this is I think only three, three rounds. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a three round Bellator, yeah. yeah, yeah, I could see it. I'll probably go Benson by decision. I just hope Benson gets to a fast start because he does tend to get to still start yeah. three rounds. If you can't. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know he's used to fighting five rounds. His whole career is based on yeah. five rounds. It's based on the title reign and then the UFC fight night main events he's been a part of. But I, I hope he gets off to a fast start because three rounds you need to get to work immediately. Yeah. Because, like, he tries to get in the rhythm, I, mm-hmm. whether it's with the leg kicks or just the jazz. But I hope he's a little more aggressive. I know against a guy like Pitbull, you want to be more of a counter striker. Yeah. But, uh, three rounds, you need to be active. So, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Uh, the other really compelling fight, man, I love this one so much. I, I'm surprised Lorenz Larkin's coming back so soon. Or even Paul Daly for America. I believe Daly fought in May. Mm-hmm. And Larkin fought in June. And both are coming off pretty convincing losses. But... They're coming out and oh my god, it's gonna be just a slug fest. Yeah, <laughs> I love me some Larkin. I yeah. know his last fight was somewhat disappointing, but it's I think just given the size, I can see him throwing those leg kicks at Daly and Daly just getting very aggravated. Yeah, I mean it's it's a much better matchup for Daly also than than Rory because <laughs> yeah, Larkin's he, he, not really gonna grapple. Yeah, there's no grappling here. Rory like uh, that was just domination when Rory got him to the floor, um, but. Yeah, I think he's like this is the same kind of situation as uh, Pitbull. It's kind of a one dimension. Daly's a one dimensional fighter in that he's looking for the knockout. He needs to knock out Larkin. Uh, so for Larkin, he's such a dynamic striker. Uh, he does so much that I think it's going to be tough for Daly. Um, but you think you think you're going Larkin? I'm assuming, yeah, I would right? go yeah. Larkin. Uh, see, I, I I'm hoping that we see the Lorenz Larkin that we saw against Neil Magny. That was his best performance. Those front kicks, yeah, those kicks, death. Yeah, <laughs> those front kicks. Uh, and I, I think he's gonna put. I think he's gonna get the finish. I'm hoping for. A se- I'm predicting a second round finish for Larkin with, by yeah. knockout. TK. Yeah, I would go third round. I think he's gonna overwhelm him. Daly is known for collapsing yeah. later rounds, mm-hmm. and even though Daly's left hook arguably the scariest thing yeah. in, <laughs> in the sport, I just I just worry about him. Just the size advantage, the reach, because I think Larkin could use those kicks to yeah. push away, and I can see Daly getting frustrated then. Larkin catch him because Larkin has very good timing. So yeah. it's I like how Beltar set this up, just a high action packed fight and keeping one of these guys still up there. I, I don't know what's going on with Daly because I know he, at some point he has to fight Michael Page. Yeah, I don't, I don't, they got they just got to do it for the sake of England. Like, yeah. just, just I mean, make it happen. I, so I kind of missed whatever happened in between because I know they were supposed to fight and then. Uh, MVP went to like box. He's trying to get into boxing or something. Yeah, like, I don't know what Coker's exactly doing with him. Yeah, but I think early 2018 would be smart. Yeah, I mean th- that whole situation was a little bit weird. So I, I would like again. I'm predicting, and I think that Larkin should take this one. Uh, and then where do you go with Larkin? Do you? He's not going to get Lima again right away. Uh, well, they got. I think they got to do Lima, Rory. Yeah, there's there's yeah. there's Walter Wade's out there. Maybe Krushkov, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Larkin has plenty of options. He's yeah. one of Bellator's premier guys. Yeah. They're going to treat him right. They're going to feature him in high-profile fights, and this is definitely one of them. Yeah. So, uh, Just a couple more big names on this card. Roy Nelson's making his debut. Uh, big don't, country. Don't, not breaking down this fight because I don't know anything about Javi. <laughs> I know he, I, Ayala. I know he got a knockout in like 10 seconds in his last fight. Right. I, I saw that. I was. I don't. I didn't hear I've had no idea who he was before like a few days ago when i was looking him up but i just hope roy is somewhat inspired because you want to talk about somebody that just looks so uninspired over yeah. the past couple of years it's been roy i don't know if it's because of sponsorship or just the ufc and what they how they operate these days but just you watch roy like we know he's predictable we know he comes in ass shape but i just think in terms of how he's fought like like the Volkov fight, he just looks so uninspired and he didn't look yeah. like he even cared. Uh, now under a new promotion, getting his sponsors back, we see a little bit more out of him. Uh, I actually, so I ran into to Roy at, at uh, Roy, because we're on a first name basis, obviously, but I, I ran into him at uh, Bellator NYC when I was there. And it was funny because I asked him that day, I was like, so have you booked a fight yet? Do you know when you're fighting? He goes, oh no, um, I'll be sure to like let, let the, I'll put it out when I, when I do know all this stuff. And literally the next day they announced the fight. So he obviously knew, just didn't want to say anything or they actually got it all together the next day. 
I don't really know, but I I will never forget the Derek Lewis Roy Nelson fight that at the end of the the fight <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> his head snapped like if if you guys saw Canelo Triple G, you kind of saw it like it's all going all around the the, the Twitter video of Canelo hitting uh, Triple G with the with the right hook and Triple G's head like snapping back. I just did it. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why my my. Well, Roy's head just went like way yeah, way. Yeah. Back, yeah. So this was this was ten times worse than that. So and the fact that he didn't even fall. He just he was standing there. It was, that was insane. And he got hit by a two hundred eight pound man. Yeah. The black beast. Yeah. He was but, coming uh, back soon. Also, by the way. That's in two oh, weeks. that's right. Yeah. We're, we're doing, but uh, yeah. Roy, I just hope he's more inspired. I, I yeah. hope this approach because look, Beltar has options. Like, he could fight Mitrione. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to mention Czech Congo because uh, <laughs> I there's someone I don't need to watch anymore, Czech Congo. But, uh, you know, Fedor fight's still out there. I know uh, Mir is available to fight in April. So Beltar has some heavyweight names that hopefully gets his blood going because I just I, it became very depressing watching Roy Nelson fight because yeah. he just offered little to nothing. So hopefully. And uh, we got Aaron Pico open up the card. Kink uh, is... Can't go any worse than this day. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, that was bad. I don't know much about Justin Lin, but yeah. hopefully Pico that he seems very confident. Hopefully he fights a little more composed. Maybe he doesn't rush in, look to find his way around the octagon or cage, as Beltor likes to put. Yeah. And uses wrestling. That's what he's about. Yeah, you I mean he was so hyped up. Uh obviously he was they were artists. First profile MSG. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would be yeah. hurt. He, it was he's he was. There were articles going around, and he's the best MMA prospect of all time. Uh, it was so. It's rough to see him go down the way he did that first fight, um, and it's. I mean, I, look, he's a Golden Glove champ, which there's something to be said about that because those are in different. Uh, they have like different levels of skill in Golden Glove, so I, I'm not really sure where he fought at. But he's also he's. He's like one of his wrestling background is extensive. He was like the youngest person on the reserves. Or the wow. youngest American okay. ever on the reserve. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I've heard that. So yeah, he's, he's decorated. We yeah. all know. It. Um, but you just hope, and I'm not trying to blast anyone here. You just hope that he's not like a sage Northcutt of Bellator. That's harsh. It's, it's a harsh comparison. <laughs> We're talking about a qualified wrestler against yeah, I mean, a twenty-year-old yeah. what bodybuilder? Yeah, <laughs> with limited skills. But I meant, I meant in in the fact that like. There was so much hype around Sage Northcutt also because of his athleticism. Yeah, but it's I think that was more media hoopla. I think yeah, Pico's really respect. Like, uh, were fighters really talking about Sage Northcutt? Yeah, I don't know about this that. This is true. You're, you're right. Pico's up. coming out of AKA. Yeah. Crazy Bob Cook, Mendez. Those guys really rate my like. Like Northcutt, yeah, he trained. Well, he trained with Frost Hobby yeah. a week. Like, <laughs> I I think that that was more media based. While Pico, you hear from coaches, you hear from fighters, you hear that he's a real deal. So. Yeah, you hope you prove him, you see him prove himself, but I I just, with this fight, I want to see him establish himself. Don't rush yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Don't look for a highlight finish. Impose yeah. your will. Show what you're made of. Yeah. That you know, you're a decorated wrestler. Yeah. Oh, I think this card, one of the better ones I have, I think they set up pretty well. Uh, I think it's a five-fight main card. And it's Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, Saturday. Sometimes they go for Friday. Yeah. Well, UFC is on Friday, and this is on Saturday. So ah, okay. Um, it, it coordinates, I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, I'm pulling for Bellator. I think Cooker's doing a lot of good things over there. Uh, hopefully, the cards get a little bit more active. I know they're still building the roster. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they've been gone for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a card. Um, they had... Yeah, they had a car I know recently, uh Kreshkov fought, but yeah. like some of these little cards you just don't know much about. Like yeah. like Kreshkov versus Enke Jawani. Yeah. Like it, it's not really going like they had some fight in some NASCAR, like who's really following that? Like yeah. hopefully they do uh uh some things to build back up and I'm excited to hear Mara. I think Mara's gonna be on the call. Yeah. So th- the gods back, Mara Nalo. But uh, uh maybe Goldie will be there as well, who knows? But <laughs> Yeah, good good weekend of fights. Much more, much more so for Bellator. But I digress. Anything else we got announced? Yeah, we got a uh, our boy Jared fighting in Sao Paulo, October twenty eighth against Hakran Diaz. Uh, Jared Gordon. Yeah, Jared. I keep saying Jared, <laughs> but you, Jared Flash Gordon. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get him on here for you guys also. Um, it's a big fight for him. Hakran Diaz is his last two. He has two losses, but his last two losses were Cub Swanson. And then he fought uh, Feely, but Feely shot up the rankings after that. It was a big upset for Feely. 
Um, it's a huge fight for 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 Flash. Um, a huge fight for Hawker and Diaz also. Um, it's in Brazil, yeah. In Brazil, yeah. In his hometown. Uh, that card is... That's October 28th. Machida. Is that the, that's the Brunson? Yeah, yeah. Machida Brunson. Yeah. <clears throat> Solid card. Um, anything else that we had? I know. I, we hope he gets a nice spot on the card. Yeah. Because uh, it's Halloween weekend. Yeah. Be, <laughs> we got priorities <laughs> in this weekend. world. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, wishing the best. Hope the weight cut goes well. well hopefully, we'll be talking to him soon. Mm-hmm. See where his head is at this point because he's he's come off the high from uh, June. Yeah. In- interestingly enough, uh, a little side note, just because I mentioned Sage Northcutt and I saw this pop up today. There's actually two pieces of news. This is really not news because it's it's. So the person that Jared fought, uh, Mitchell Quinones, actually just got a fight also against Sage Northcutt at 155. So Northcutt's going down. That I think that's just something you could just kind of fly over in one ear out the other. But. Also, Carlos Condit. I know you saw that on. I, I saw it on your Twitter that he's talking about coming back at the end of the year. I want to see official announcement, but yes, <laughs> I'm very excited about that. In a very down year of MMA, we need some linear of hope, and I think Condit. It, this is how you save the UFC. This is how you save the year. Just somehow put it together all egos, throw it out the window. You just do Nate Connor and Nick Diaz, Carlos Condit. Uh, just, on the same just, card. Yeah, just doing the same <laughs> card. Go crazy. If if we do. Just make it happen. If you want to make people happy again, that's, bring yeah. bring some positivity to the sport. Oh man, that's just that's just a crazy card. But that's not gonna happen. We all know that. I think that's a good note to end on. Uh, Alan, where can they find you? Alan underscore Stark. That's A double L E N underscore S T R K. And you can check me out at it's underscore Delgado on Twitter. I T S underscore Delgado. We are on SoundCloud, the Weekly Wayne, and on itunes podcasts on the app uh the weekly wayne as well um yeah so we'll be back next week with a with a interesting show it's gonna be a little bit different i would assume but hopefully because we don't have a card to review and uh there's bound to be some news that's breaking soon yeah i feel like it's been such a lull period there's gotta be some yeah yeah um and also we're 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 only a couple weeks away from uh for Tony Ferguson, Kevin Lee. Yeah, we'll be breaking that down yeah, soon. The week, so we, we have we have a lot of interesting stuff coming up. And then right after that, we got Sao Paulo coming up. Uh, we have the Virginia card, I think, coming up. And then pretty soon it's going to be MSG, which will right. be really fun. So things about to get wild, folks. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>